Hey, it's me, your host, Will Payne Harrison for the Americana Station podcast. I'm here to talk to you today about my Patreon page. This podcast is done with love, free for you, because I love talking to songwriters about songwriting, and I love promoting these good musicians here in Nashville, Louisiana, Kentucky, all over the place um, that we've been. And I would love to bring you even more episodes more frequently, but I need your help. Here's how you can help. If you go to patreon.com slash Harrison, you can donate as low as $5 a month, uh, and it will help me tremendously in continuing to do this, um, increasing the quality with video content, um, possibly hiring other editors so I'm not doing all of this on my own. But I can do this with your help for as little as $5 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash Harrison. Finally, 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 today on the podcast, I have Laura May Socks. Uh, she's an amazing singer and songwriter. She's a dancer. She is the main woman in my new video, Jacqueline, which is uh, available online. Um, she has been many things, which we will find out about on this podcast. Um, I actually sat down with her several months ago before her album release, before my album release. But uh, we've been backlogged. I had some problems with my computer um, and uh, Americana Fest and both of our album releases have kind of got the best of us. I'm trying to get some of these podcasts that are backlogged out uh, ASAP because I have a lot more exciting content to keep coming. As I said uh, in the intro today, I have a Patreon page. I won't keep harping on it, but uh, you should check that out if you'd like to. Um, there uh, are a lot of cool things coming up i've got uh callie mccullough is coming up uh next on the podcast i also have mercy bell who just released her first single from her um upcoming album uh she will be on there as well um and i just talked to recently to veronica stanton who um has already released an ep and uh just released a new video that was uh, premiered on bluegrasssituation.com so check out uh all of these very talented women of americana um and uh without further ado let's just dive into it today uh this is laura may Sox. she's amazing and uh here's a little bit about her Can you tell me how she's been? born in a trailer without running water Laura May Sox began her life on the rough side of the Blue Ridge Mountains. The fourth of five daughters of a farmer and a bipolar mother, Laura May's songs are contemporary classics drawn from the life of perseverance, spirit, and wild heart. She formed her first country band at the age of 23, playing honky-tonks in dance halls from Lafayette to Montpelier. It took a truly terrible year, which began with the end of her marriage and concluded with the death of her mother to get Laura May writing her own songs. In her grief, Laura May packed up her life, put it in a car, and found herself driving towards a 5,000-acre crawfish and rice farm in South Louisiana, where she would end up living for the next five years. Inspired by Lucinda Williams, Sunbolt, Nico Case, and the cl classic country songs her mother sang in bars as a child, Laura May's songs weave conversations with friends, dreams, and even text messages into lush melodies that bring a contemporary twist to a bygone era of country music. 
She has a voice that is powerful, haunting, and uniquely her own. And here is Laura Mae Socks. Hey everyone, welcome to Americana Station Podcast. Today on the podcast I have Laura Mae Socks. She has a new record out on Roundup Records called... Where You Go. Where You Go. With the new single out on all the streaming platforms called Cottonwood. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Which sounds great. Um, how, how long... We, we were talking before we started rolling this. How long has it taken you to record this? Well, um, let's just say from the... From the beginning, I would say seven years. That's insane. I know. Did you add any songs to since the seven years, or is yeah. it the same? Yeah. So when I first I recorded the first album um, with a ex partner, yeah. and um, we broke up, so I didn't feel like it was the right thing to do to use that. And then I moved to Nashville and just re-recorded, and I had like four songs I had written since I'd been here, so I got rid of some covers and. Pop those songs on there. And it's, uh, how many songs are on the record? Twelve? Twelve. Awesome. I wanted to do thirteen, like Fugazi. Yeah. But I don't know why we did twelve. Is Fugazi like one of your influences? Yes. Because I I get that from the, you know, styles of your new record. Oh yeah, I'm super punk. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I was. Were you really? Yeah, so my mom mom was a country singer, so I grew up listening to country all the time, all of my family, like my mom was friends with Patsy Cline and my aunt was best friends with her. So I grew up thinking Patsy Cline was God. Yeah. And then when I was about 11, I got obsessed with Tori Amos and then the Dead Kennedys. And then I became super into like crass and then I moved into indie rock. So I got away from country and then around 18... Um, Were you playing music at this time? Yes. Yeah. I had a band called Loves Me Not. And it, it was, was a metal punk. band. Yes. Yes, it was. I loved... Um, but I also loved like Page of the Lion yeah. and Starflyer. I loved... So you were in the whole tooth and nail thing. Oh, yes. Uh, 238? Yeah. <laughs> I... Um, you know, I was Chris in a... Staples is still doing stuff from 238. Really? Yeah. He's up in... Um, well, I think he just moved, but he was up in Portland. Cool. just released a new record. Yeah, the first band I was ever in um, was Paige France, which was like a Christian indie rock band. Okay. Um, and they became well-liked. Did you ever play Cornerstone? Yes, we played Cornerstone, yeah. 100%. Dude, we have way too many connections. I know. It's I actually crazy. remember what I wore when I played Cornerstone. What year was There's that? There's a picture. 2003, maybe? Two thousand two or three. Yeah. So um, did you ever listen to Paige France? What is it? Page France. It's Sounds now vaguely it, it familiar. went from being like Michael Now is the the singer and the songwriter of that uh-huh. band. He's a friend of mine, um, and he so he always wrote all the songs. So yeah. he wrote. I was just like a side man in that band, but so he wrote all the songs for Page France. Then he got sick of that name, moved it to Cotton Jones, got sick of that name, and now it's just Michael Now. Interesting. Do you remember Unwed Sailor, right? Yes. Which uh, a lot of those guys ended up in. Um, Shoot, I forget the name of the band. Um, I didn't listen to them, but my ex-husband did. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna come to it. I'm gonna come to it later because I can't think of it. Um, I'm really blanking on this. They're huge. 
but anyways, some of the guys from Unwed Sailor ended up being in a huge folk band in the late or the mid two thousands. Cool. Yes. My friend that I was telling you about used to go to Cornerstone. Oh really? She yeah, met that makes Casey sense. McBride, my current manager at Cornerstone. That is insane. I went. Uh, I uh, my old. Uh, I used to be in like a progressive rock indie rock band. Um, and we played there a couple of times and we used to do some stuff with, uh, several bands that played there. And, uh, actually one of, one of my friends from like that whole circuit is now in Dashboard Confessional. I loved them. Yeah. I also loved the Appleseed cast. Appleseed cast. They were like my favorite band. Wow. So I have a weird. Yeah. Grouping of influences. Like. Do you remember Plank Eye? What? Plank Plank Eye? Mm Mm-mm. I don't um, remember them. They, I, I haven't said this on the podcast yet, but if you haven't heard, uh, this is one of my favorite influences that I don't talk about a lot, but uh, he, there was a Christian band called Plank Eye, and once they broke up, the guitarist started singing with his wife in a band called Fielding out of, uh, I think, Long Beach, California. And they're, I, I love them so much. They're cool. really good. Very, like, folky kind of vibes. Cool. Sorry, you were going somewhere. Well, I, I was just talking about how... So I listened to country and sang country, like, a lot of my life. And then I went through this, like, indie rock, metal, hardcore thing through a lot of, like, my high school years. And then right when I got out of high school, I was like, I'm going back to country and started singing Appalachian ballads and had my first band, the Hazel Maisies. That was my band. Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in, are you familiar with West Virginia at all? Okay, so right where Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like the Blue Ridge Mountains. Right. Yeah. What was the name of the city? Um, so town? I was born in Hancock, which yeah. is four miles wide. Um, it's right on a mountain. And then from there, we moved to... My dad was a farmer. Yeah. So we would lease out farms. And I lived in 17 houses before I was 17, all within a, like a 20-mile radius. Wow. In different states. Like we would move... Yeah. Um, between like Western Maryland and West Virginia. I remember playing uh, the Purple Fiddle in Thomas. That's kind of that close place to that is area, amazing. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great spot. Awesome. Yeah. So after, I guess after high school, at some point you moved to Louisiana. You want the you want the betweens? Let's go. Yeah, let's okay. we can go in between. I'm jumping forward. Uh, I don't know your whole life, Laura Bay. <laughs> um. I was living in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, which is... I do know that area. Okay. You know, That's che- where you know Chelsea. Uh, Mc- Chelsea McBee. Yeah, McBee. She's one of my yeah. total homies. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's such a Do you a know sweetheart. her from Christian Lopez or something? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Peter, too. So, and Christian Lopez, his old bass player, was in my band that used to play at Cornerstone. Oh. Uh, yeah, Josh cool. Leberton. So, I know Peter that played drums in that band here. He and I work together, which is oh, okay. super weird. But yeah, Chelsea and I went to college together at Shepherd. Yeah. And she's a good friend of mine, and we play shows together, and when I go back home... And she's so good. Yeah, I love She's her. not doing much th- these days, unfortunately. She's doing so much, but not music. Oh, okay. Yeah, she opened up an esthetician business, and she's killing it. Sweet. Yeah, I'm an astrology reader, too, and I just read her astrology chart. So she's going to be killing it in the future. She's always going to be killing yeah. it. She's got... We the played stars are perfect for her. The Devonshire. The Dev. Yeah. Yes, that place is weird. Yeah. Sorry, Shepherdstown. Oh, it's great. It is. It's, it's it's quirky. Yeah. It was pouring down rain, and we got completely soaked. So now you know where I'm from. Yeah. That area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew up 
living in lots of different places. My dad owned a car lot um, right up the road from Shepherdstown until I was 17. Sweet. Yeah. And so after college. um, Which is really close to the D.C. area. Yeah. After college, I moved to Baltimore and lived there for six years. Okay. And was married to a boy that was in a band um, like the Appleseed Cast. Similar. They're called My Winter Nerve. They probably played Cornerstone. And then uh, I was trying to move to Austin, Texas. And then I stopped at Balfa Camp. camp uh-huh. And never left Louisiana. I wasn't like a Zyda nerd. I didn't like, oh, I love Cajun yeah. music. I want to move here. Like a lot of people do. I accidentally moved there. <laughs> I was accidentally born there. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I but love you know what Louisiana. I mean. Yeah. Like, there's like a, a thing. Like, people come there and they want to absorb the culture. Yeah. And I love the culture I grew up in, Appalachian culture. So I wasn't like coming there to do that, like yeah. a lot of people do. It's weird because the longer I'm gone, the more I miss it. Um, and I'm really fortunate because you met Todd earlier, one of my roommates. Um, he, he and I are both from the same town uh, in Louisiana. And then, you know, Jeremy Rayo. Uh, I love him. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we'll we have these like Louisiana nights where we're just playing a bunch of like Louisiana Cajun music and we're just talking about. And it, it's funny because we'll have some friends that aren't from there and they're just like wide eyed looking at us like what the hell is going on right now? See, from living there for five years, I understand that. Like right. definitely like when you're around someone that understands all this stuff, you yeah. feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. So we've- if you know how to say I way. Iowa, yeah. Instead of Iowa. Right. Yeah. Then I want to talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you, you moved down there just by mistake. You said you lived in New Orleans for a little while, too. Yeah, so I was living on a 5,000-acre crawfish and rice farm, okay. super isolated in the yeah. middle of nowhere. And that's actually how I started writing songs. I had always written songs but never showed them to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I lived in such isolation... I had so much time, and I just toured half such, the year. Such a typical story, you know, crawfish, rice farm, yeah. writing songs. Totally. The American story. Yeah. The American yeah. story. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how I was living out there, and we were like, oh, let's see what it's like to live in New Orleans. So we had both houses. We rented out an apartment in Mid-City with roommates so that we could afford to have both places. Okay. But and then I just wanted to go back to the country. And so then you ended up in, I forgot the town you said, it's between Crowley and... Elton, Louisiana. Elton. That, that's weird. I, I didn't know about Elton. Jeff Davis Parish. Okay, I know Jefferson Davis, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You knew something that I didn't know about Louisiana. <laughs> <clears throat> so how long did you live in Elton? Five years. Five years. And you said you played Blue Moon Saloon a lot. Blue Moon. Um, Under the same moniker, just Laura May Socks. Well, for a long time, it was Laura May Socks and Jean Bertrand. Okay. Um, and then it got switched to Laura May Socks and her baked goods. And her baked goods. Yes. And then I moved here and it, they, I don't... One baked good lives here, John R. Miller. He's a wonderful musician. I would highly recommend listening to him. And um, there's, there's a lot of Louisiana musicians up here these days. Well, he's a West Virginia musician. Okay. He's an old, old friend of mine. But he was down in Louisiana? No, he was just in my band Okay. Um, when we would tour. Mm. And I I would spend a lot of time back home, too, in Shepherdstown. Okay. 
because what was the tour circuit like for you were you just mainly doing the east coast okay yeah Yeah. um i would go to austin too i've never toured the west coast and in my own band i did it once and it was um a few months ago and um it's just they don't necessarily fully understand like country americana i mean um they like indie rock they love indie rock the band i used to be in um Michael now is huge there. Like, yeah, I've talked about it with them. And, and hardcore metal is best over there. Hardcore metal, like, uh, I was talking to a friend. Uh, I think, I think it was a friend in As Cities Burn, and they were like, "Yeah, we kill over there. Like, that's like that's our spot." And they like half their tour is over there. Yeah. Because like the metal market is like, and the indie market, I guess, is like really big over there. And yeah, I guess like surf kind of, you know, that stuff. Yeah. I'm going to Scandinavia on tour. I'm excited. Really? Are you doing it through Rootsy? I'm doing it through... Don't make me say his last name. You got to say it. You know the Scandinavian last names are so scary. You're just... You're doing it through... Look it up online. Daniel... Daniel. Just... 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Those The names are really hard. Josefsson. Josefsson. Okay. When are are you going on that tour? Uh, Next year, early next year. And then we're going to do two months in Europe, too. Me and John R. Miller. Awesome. Where in um, Europe? I haven't even seen the tour schedule. Wow. I'm a freewheeling woman. Fancy. I'm the opposite of fancy. I'll go. I'll go wherever. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. That's what the fucked up childhood does for you. You're just like, (laughs) whatever. Okay, fine. I won't go in the hole though. I don't like that. No, I, like money wise, it's not worth it. Yeah. No. Um. So you also teach dance uh, yes. weekly at Honky Tonk Tuesday. Yes. Right. I also have a um, private dance with students and group like private groups. I teach Molly Tuttle. Really. Isn't that cute? Yeah. And um, I met her at the a post. bunch of people actually. A bunch of people that are in that world like yeah. Rachel Wayman and they all have like a cool Wednesday night private dance class that Michelle, Michelle Concession started. It's awesome. It's yeah. called Queer Step, even though anyone's invited. I think I saw some, uh, something online because you did, uh, you actually did a Wednesday night at the Bluegrass Legion. Pride, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was awesome. It was really fun. I did not make it to that, but that sounded awesome. It was really cool. Um, you also, <clears throat> most famously, were in Will Payne Harrison's video, <laughs> Jacqueline. Yes, I was. As Jacqueline, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. You taught me a couple of moves because I'm not a very good dancer, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, I will teach you more moves if you want. Yeah. I actually, I feel like how I got good at dancing is going to the Blue Moon, like that makes five so much sense. Week. Do you know Britlin Delahousie? Mm-mm. She did a lot of dance stuff. I would say Dela Husay. Dela Husay, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. She's from Erat. My dog, oh, from Erat. Yeah, my dog is actually from a man, um, Marcus Dela Husay. Really? That's where my catahoula came from. Oh, okay. Very cool. That's the only reason I, saw it. I know how Dela to say Husay, yeah. that last name. Dela Husay, Dela Husay, whatever. Tomato, tomato. I know there's different ways to say things there. Yeah. Uh, so 
you recorded 12 songs. You have four new songs. Uh, are you writing right now? Or I'm about to record next week. Are you serious? I'm a weirdo. Yeah, no, you're yeah. not. I'm actually Stephen Dunn doing... is that way. He like drops one record and then immediately records the next one. But do most people wait till they're 39 to put out their first album, even though they've been a musician for 20 years, then record another album uh, immediately? <laughs> Mary Goche was like 50. So. Okay, that makes me feel better. Yeah. Actually, she I would met her at Folk Alliance, and that made me feel better about myself. Because I'm 35, and I was like, what am I doing? At the time, I think I was 34, and I was like, what am I even doing? She's like, baby, I was 50 when I started. I love that. Yeah. It's That's like, awesome. She's amazing, so it's yeah. never too late. That's cool. I mean, I've always, been, I've always played, but I definitely have like a weird block with putting out a thing. So I've recorded just... many things and just never put them out. Okay, so you're a perfectionist. No? I don't know. I think it's like a weird subconscious block that I don't like the last part of things. Well, the new record is great. It's Thank really you. good. Um, oh, I'm going to forget the name of the songs. It was track five, I believe. I'm impressed that you even know any of the names of any songs. Uh, well, is Cotton it a Wood dark sounding song? No, it was a fun song. Okay. Kind of dancey. Truer sound, does it say, away from Louisiana? Is that in the chorus? Uh, no, it was one word. It's like the fifth song. Mountains. Mountains. It's a great song. See how my brain's like, hey. Yeah. My friend, that's actually the only song in there I didn't write. Darren Hackward wrote that. He's my friend from uh, back home. So He's which awesome. one was the one about Louisiana? Truer sound. Okay. It's actually, I'm obsessed with Sunvolt. The album Trace. Yeah. And um, I love that song, Windfall. Did you know the bass player in Sunvolt is from Lafayette? I did not know that. Dang. I was jamming that so hard on tape while I was there, too, because I just got it on tape. Yeah. Um, Do you know Kevin Sakani? He was in the Mercy Brothers? Yeah. He he was one of my Kickstarter supporters. I sent his vinyl today. He grew up. I've never been able to say his last name. Sakani. Yeah. 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 um, That's funny. Jim, who played on my record, um, and I played with Kevin. Drummer, Jim? Uh, no, guitar. Okay. McGee. Oh, okay. Uh, he works at the Acadiana um, School, School for Music. Mm-hmm. And, um, cool. Uh, we both went to South by Southwest with Kevin, and um, I'm totally blanking on his name right now, but uh, the bass player from Sunvolt sat in with us, uh, which That's was really awesome. cool, and they were like childhood friends from Lafayette. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that album Trace is one of my top five favorite albums ever. Is that one of the older ones or newer ones? I'm it's not as familiar with their first one. Okay. I love people's first albums. Yeah. I have a weird thing with it. Really? And then, like, Nico Case is my favorite musician ever. Mm. And I got into her on her second album. Yeah. And she's like t- probably nine at this point. And every time I'm obsessed with that album and the new one comes out, and then I'm like, ugh. How dare she change? And then I love that one more than I love the last one. And then I listen to it and immediately think, she changed. But then I like it more. It's like this weird... It takes you time to... Yeah. It only takes like two days. But every time... I'm so obsessed with the one before, it's hard to like something new. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so your new record, who played uh, on it? There's a lot of great Mike players. Mike Rennie played the bass. Okay. Um, do you know him? 
I'm not familiar. He's a really yeah, he's a really great session musician. He um, is in Miranda Lambert's band, okay. touring band, but he plays he produces he produced um, Kelsey Walden's albums, two yeah. or three of them. She um, just released hers. She was at Legion. She's about to. Yeah, right. She's a, so the engineer that produced my album um, is her boyfriend. He's okay. my friend Justin, and he recommended Mike. Yeah. Rini, um, who's a great bass player, and he produces Kel- That's the circle. He produces okay. Kelsey's albums. Awesome. So that was the bass player. Yeah, that was the bass player. The drummer is John McTeague, um, who is amazing. Uh, he is like two takes done. He plays in the Cowpokes. Okay. Um, he also played with Emmylou Harris, maybe still does, and Rodney Kraut for a really long time. Um, I feel like I have to tell you these people's resumes for their sake. So totally. it doesn't seem like they only played on my album. Right. Not for my sake. Uh, and then Which was their crowning uh, achievement. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Like, who cares about Emmylou Harris? Emmy who? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Adam Meisterhans was one of the producers. Um, he's from West Virginia as well. Okay. Um, he, uh, he went to the same college I did, but we went to a tiny college. It has like 1,200 people. Tiny, tiny, tiny. In an 800-person town. Yeah. Right where I'm from. Um, I went 10 miles to go to college. But he uh, is an amazing guitar player. Um, he plays with Josh Headley now. Okay. So sometimes he's not here, but he's going to be at my release show. I'm so happy. When is your release? August 6th at the Legion. Perfect. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm dying for the release. That's my favorite yeah. part is parties. Yeah. Yeah. And I got some dance surprises. The album will be on sale there? Yes. Yeah. And dance surprises. Dance surprises. How do you dance when you're singing, though? Shania dances when she's singing. She, <laughs> but you gotta get one of them little headset you gotta, you gotta, Okay. Maybe you just Take jump off stage. Out. Yeah. And just do something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's only one way to find out, and it's August 6th at the American Legion Post 82 yeah. on Gallatin Road in East Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Uh, Leo Grassel played Steel. Um, he's amazing. Okay. He is a young Steel player that seems like he's 70, as all Steel players do. You're right. I don't think you can play Steel unless you're at least 62. Yeah. And he's 30, but he seems like right. he has the soul of a, an old man steel player. <laughs> I'm surrounded by steel players. I'm in the steel guitar club. Are you? Mm-hmm. What is the steel guitar club? Uh, you go to like a Shoney's uh, every, I think it's the first Tuesday or Wednesday. And you sit around a table and talk about steel matters. Talk about when the next steel show is going to be. Talk about who we can get uh, as a new member, you know. This isn't totally related, but uh, I was playing George Jones, um, and a friend of mine was like, oh, George. And I was like, you know George Jones? And she was like, yeah, every Tuesday at 1.15, he would come into the Jason's Deli at this place, and we always just chatted for like an hour. Like, you hung out with George Jones every Tuesday. She was like, yeah, 
Nashville. I didn't. She was like, I didn't know. What does he do? I'm like, what does George Jones do? Yeah, it's so, so Nashville. But yeah. Yeah. Shoney's though. That's where you got to go for pedal steel players. Good mm-hmm. to know. Yes. I have a, um, a club called the Steel Magnolias. It's a support group for partners of steel players. <laughs> is, is your significant other a steel player? He's the one I'm talking about. Okay. I didn't want to divulge that because oh, I don't want it to seem like right. he's only my boyfriend, but he's also an excellent steel player. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. I'm the multifaceted. partner of a steel player. It's multifaceted, hard. yeah. Is yeah. it? It's hard life. Yeah. All the women are throwing themselves. Well, it's not that. It's um, they're very devoted to the steel guitar. Right. You get f- abandonment yeah. issues. Yeah, they're like, over. don't get whiny. That was a steel joke. I get it. Yeah, I okay. get that. I was trying to come up with something, <laughs> a good, a good response to that. Oh, God. They probably don't like whining either. Who does? They, they're like, I have enough whining in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Your whining is a little off key. <laughs> that was it. There you go. Wait, hold on. Finally Pause. did it. Cut. Isn't Here that is. what you're supposed to do? Like a yeah. clap? All right. Here it is. Your whining's a little off key. That was perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magic of editing. I forgot we get to edit. Right. There's some things I've said that I'm like, oh. And I'm like, oh, we can just edit this. Steven. Make a, make a note. Steven Dunn is off mic over here just hanging out, and he's like, I don't edit. <laughs> you don't? Yeah. Unadultered podcasting? Yeah, it's great. His, his pretty much is. His a lot of times start with like, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal a little Steven Dunn question real quick. Um, if... For the rest of your life, you could only drink one. Would you prefer that you can only drink alcohol or coffee? Coffee. That was really quick. Definitely. Really? Yeah. I had a harder time with that question. That one's easy for me. But remember what I said to you when I walked in? You were like, hey, Laura, mate, you want some beer? I was like, no, thanks. You're like, you want some tequila? No, thanks. I just had a giant coffee before I came here. That's true. So, Yeah. easy. Well, that was easy. I thought you were going to be like, would you rather drink Windex or vomit? I thought it was going to be one of those kind of questions. No. I was like, oh, no. Would Joe you, Rogan? I don't want either. Would you rather never be able to sing again or never be able to dance? <sighs> You're a Her face right person. now. That was it. You're horrible. Right on the mark. I guess I would rather. That question. <laughs> that's really awful, but I guess not dance. Yeah? Yeah. I'm with you on that one. But I'm not a great I'm not a great <laughs> dancer, so as you will see eventually in my music video. I think he looked good at the dancing in that video. Yeah, they they cut really well. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember we were dancing to that really fast song. You're like, this is too fast for you. You gotta it's you gotta stop way dancing. Way too fast. Yeah. It's hard to dance really fast. What is like so you do like uh, Cajun, Texas two step, what other Lazy Two Step, Zydeco. Waltz, all the moves. Everybody wants the moves. Swing. No, I don't do that. No? Do I just sound really anti-swing? Yes. I'm an anti-swingist. Yeah. They take up much, too much space on the dance floor. <laughs> I like yes. the order. You know what it's like. Go to La Poussière oh, yeah. and you're like, you know, you have to travel around the room. Right. 
You have to be courteous when you go. I look like I'm playing drums right now. Like I'm yeah. swirling the pot. And then you go in the middle and do your little move and you get out and you keep on dancing. Mm-hmm. Swing dancers? Nope. They take up like a quarter of the floor. Right. And I don't listen to the kind of music you listen dance to. Yeah. So you said you, you have been writing lately? I have. Yes. Actually, you want to hear a little cool plagiarism thing? Yes. Um... This is crazy because I think if you listen to my music, it's not very standard. Like, my lyrics aren't very standard. I don't usually say things that people say. Right. They're kind of weird lyrics. Um, I was teaching a dance students to dance their first dance. Um, and it was the, the last song I wrote that I've been performing for a year. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the song these people were dancing to. I'm like, why is this familiar? It was Randy Travis's Forever Never Amen. I straight up ripped off the first verse of that song, and I didn't even know I did it. Till the entire first verse? Yes. Or just the melody? No, definitely not the melody. Okay. The melody is so different that no one noticed, including friends of mine that we have sang that at a wedding together. My, the guy that plays bass with me. So you were like, you may think that I'm talking foolish. Here's what I said. You may think I'm talking foolish. You heard them wild and free. It's the exact same lyrics. Yeah. And I had no idea I did that. Wow. And I always intended on, I was like, oh, I'll probably change those anyway. Yeah. And then I noticed I did that. So I've never co-written a song in my life. And you um, had to give a co-write. Well, my friend John R. Miller, well, I didn't think about that. Why can't you just do that? Be like, oh, yeah. Well, he didn't write it. I co-wrote that. I don't think. But um, the guy that I was talking about, John R. Miller, that's a really great songwriter, um, he's gonna be doing that recording with me that I'm doing next week the one I'm very excited about so yeah. he is gonna rewrite the first verse and we're gonna do it as a duet now is it uh, are you doing a full record or are you just doing five songs five, I guess so it an EP? EP yeah and Roundup Records is your record label yes okay so it's founded and started by you Casey McBride no 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 no, no. Casey McBride's Casey, record label okay which is your manager and it's my manager and my record label owner and Brenda Malone, both of them. It's Who's theirs. the bass player for Cowpokes, right? Yeah, and the founder of Honky Tonk Tuesdays. You know, do you know Cheryl Desiree? Yes, Pink so, Cheryl. Yeah, Pink Cheryl. So Cheryl Desiree um, came up to me at a Honky Tonk Tuesday, and she's like, do you remember that we played the first Honky Tonk Tuesday? Because I played bass for her for a little bit. And I was like, no. And she's like, yeah, we did. Uh, it was like Americana Fest like four or five years ago. September of 2015. Boom. Got a great memory. And uh, I was like, yeah, I remember that. She's like, that was like the first time they started doing the Honky Tonk Tuesday. And I was like, what? Really? Well, so Stu, um, Stu and Brendan were playing it for a long time. I don't know if it was officially called Honky Tonk Tuesdays. Yeah. Did they play with you that night, I'm assuming? I they were the Matt cow Campbell. pokes of then. Matt Campbell. There were several people Matt that played. Campbell. Yeah. Uh, but he played like solo. It was a very interesting night, and there was like no one there because it was Americana Fest. Okay. You know, there was probably like fifteen people. They were all vets. Um, it wasn't like anything like yeah. it is now. And uh, that's yeah. what it was like when I started playing it too. Yeah, it was like twenty. People. You may have played that night. I don't know. I didn't play that night. Okay. Yeah, there was like three or four people that played, but Matt Campbell was one of them, and then Cheryl Desiree. She was playing, and Ben Douglas, who does his own solo stuff now, was playing with Cheryl. Cool. And uh, Aaron. Um, I'm blanking on his last name. Was playing drums. Shaver he, Heist. 
No. Aaron. Uh, he plays with Ian No now. Okay, I don't know him. He's He plays with a lot of singer-songwriters in town. But yeah, that was... Uh, I didn't realize that, that that was the start of the whole thing because I had just moved to town around that time. Yeah, we must have moved here right around the same time. We were like, bye, Lafayette. Bye, Lafayette. See ya. See ya. Do you, have you been back to Lafayette? Do you play there any? I just went back for a wedding. Yeah? Yeah. Um, in November, right after Black Pot. I played Black Pot the year before. Okay. That was Couple, the last uh, time I was 2016, mm-hmm. 17? 17. I played it. 2017. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. You got to go back. It's great. Um, I'm doing my CD release at Cite Days Arts. Cool. Yeah. Fun. I haven't been to Blue Moon in a long time. Yeah, has it changed? I wonder. Um, I don't think so too much. Um, I know Mark's doing the solo. Uh, uh, another connection. He's doing the solo um, songwriter festival, which um, Jim Lauderdale and Mary Goche did last cool. year. And uh, Jim actually co-wrote uh, a song on his new record with a friend of mine, Sarah Duguay. Cool. And. Uh, he played it uh, at a CD release at Honky Tonk Tuesday That's last, awesome. a couple of weeks ago. That's really cool. Yeah. I was in his music video, too. Were you? Are you just in I'm everyone's... I'm a video vixen. Yeah, because you were in a couple more. Uh, I've been in, like, Video vixen, a lot. I like that. And I don't ever mean to be in them. Yeah. Like, I've never been like, oh, can I be in this music video? Or no, like, Tara Joe was like, hey, Laura May, you're a video vixen. Be in Will's video. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I think I do that more than I do anything else in my life. <laughs> So, um, are you going to tour this new record? Yes. When is that? When is the tour start? Besides, I know you said you're going to Scandinavia and Europe next year. Um, I'm going to go back and back home and do a release show there too in September. In Shepherdstown. Yeah, and I'm going to tour too there. Are you doing the Opry or? Um, I'm actually going to at the Opera House. Opera House, yeah. Um, they had water damage. They are not Oof. open. Okay. Yeah, but I'm actually playing at one of the most special places. It's called the Folly. It's outdoor. It's beautiful. It's yeah. like a timber frame stage. It's great. I think that's the most exciting part of putting out this album is I I'm gonna go home and play at the Folly. And that's after the August sixth release here. Yeah, it's gonna be in September. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. What else uh, do you have on the docket? Anything? Just you said you're recording new stuff. And the recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's my favorite part. We're actually not rehearsing any of the songs. Um, and we're just going to go in and just do it to tape. To tape? Yeah. At um, Bombshell? Or? No, it's actually Bill Reynolds, his studio um, okay. out in West Nashville. He's a really great... Um, engineer in town and he I think he only records the tape actually okay um and Dennis Crouch is gonna play bass who's phenomenal and uh you always start with the bass player I love bass (laughs) it's my favorite instrument yeah I'm a secret bass obsessive yeah I listen when I listen to albums I hear the bass that's the thing I like the most is it upright or electric um Dennis Crouch plays upright okay but uh, I like both. Yeah. And Ethan Ballinger is going to play guitar. And John Miller is going to sing and play guitar, too. And Leo is going to play steel. Did John Miller play uh, write any of the lyrics beside? Oh, He's the, the one the that's ba- going to yeah. write those lyrics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and we're going to do it. Do it. Okay. Yeah. 
Did you write any of the other songs on the record? Just I've never, of? none of my other songs have ever had help. I've never had any kind of co-write. This will be my very first one. I sent it to him today with humming instead of the rip-off lyrics. How does that feel to be like your first, like you're, you're letting your baby go a little bit and someone else take reins? If it wasn't John, I would hate it. Yeah. But be, yeah, I feel very um, weird about it usually. Yeah. But um, because it's John, I feel totally good about it. That's awesome. Would you uh, play a song for us? Yes, I will. What is this called? Mountains. She's drunk on karaoke night. Her man don't treat her right. She's making love in the spotlight. Midnight train to Georgia. Country girl with a soft shell. Soda pop and Taco Bell. Her mama's laid up in a jail cell for selling her. So obviously that song was about Kmart. Um, There's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything screamed like Blue Light Special at Kmart. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Uh, so my first job was a berry picker when I was 11, which I'm pretty sure was like child labor issues because they would pick us up in a, the back of a truck, me and my friend Ellie, my best friend, um, and they would 
take us to the berry patch and we would pick berries all day long and we get a paycheck. That's weird, right? Like 11 year old. I mean, it's child labor for sure. Yeah. Like, how is that legal? I think our parents did have to sign something. So uh. maybe they said it was cool. So, but then my second job, not working for my dad, um, was Kmart. I worked there from when I was 15 and a half to I was 17. In what section? Clothes, ladies' clothes. And I learned the word incarcerated there because I was so young, I didn't know that that was a fancy word for jail. <laughs> and a guy came in and was like, I need you to help me buy some clothes for my wife. She's incarcerated. And I was like, ooh, fancy. <laughs> let's, let's You're like that. in France? Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, la, la. But um, yeah, I worked there. Uh, loved it. I was really bad, though. Like, I would go to the stock room and take a little disco nap, like a 10-minute nap. But I was in high school. What do you expect, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's what the song's about? Well, there's a part in there that says Kmart and 9 to 5. And the reason... So my friend Darren Hackward wrote that song. And it's basically... If that song, the lyrics feel like my family. Yeah. Um, so that's why it resonates with me. I feel like it was written about my sister and me. She's probably the one with the little wings that are chicken fried. What is, uh, what's your favorite song in the album? I like Weightless. Weightless? The most vibey song on there. Yeah. Let's go out with that one. Oh my God, I'm going to play that. Well, that's it for this episode of Americana Station. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, please uh, go and rate. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. If you're doing Stitcher, make sure to do whatever. I actually don't know. I haven't actually been on Stitcher, but I know we're on there. Um, but give us a five-star review or whatever the equivalent is on there. I really appreciate it. Um, we will be back in a couple of weeks with Callie McCullough. She has a new single out right now called $5 Pearls that is fantastical. Um, and we will be talking to her about her career and what's going on with that. Thanks so much, Laura May Sox, for uh, being on this podcast episode. And uh, we will be back soon. Thanks so much. <laughs>